stems from inside your characters. Uh, I'm thinking specifically of nine-year-old Oscar Schell, who's uh, the one of the narrators of Extremely Loud and Incredibly Close, whose imagination sort of constructs an interior stage in which much of the action takes place. Um, I want to actually read the first page of that novel, which is in Oscar's voice, and uh, hear about um, some of Oscar's inventions. It's a really great opening page. Um, first chapter is entitled, What The? What about a tea kettle? What if the spout opened and closed when the steam came out so it would become a mouth and it could whistle pretty melodies or do Shakespeare or just crack up with me? I could invent a tea kettle that reads in dad's voice so I could fall asleep. Or maybe a set of kettles that sings the chorus of Yellow Submarine, which is a song by the Beatles, who I love, because entomology is one of my raison d'etre, which is a French expression that I know. <laughs> Another good thing is that I could train my anus to talk when I farted. <laughs> if I wanted to be extremely hilarious, I'd train it to say, wasn't me, every time I made an incredibly bad fart. And if I ever made an incredibly bad fart in the Hall of Mirrors, which is in Versailles, which is outside of Paris, which is in France, obviously my anus would say, ce n'était pas moi. <laughs> what about little microphones? What if everyone swallowed them and they played the sounds of our hearts through little speakers, which could be in the pouches of our overalls? When you skateboarded down the street at night, you could hear everyone, everyone's heartbeat and they could hear yours, sort of like sonar. One weird thing is, I wonder if everyone's hearts would start to beat at the same time, like how women who live together have their menstrual periods at, at the same time, which I know about, but don't really want to know about. <laughs> that would be so weird, except that the place in the hospital where babies are born would sound like a crystal chandelier in a houseboat, because the babies wouldn't have had time to match up their heartbeats yet. And at the finish line at the end of the New York City Marathon, it would sound like war. Um, yeah, that's great. Is, uh, is this an impulse you share with Oscar? Not, I mean, as a kid, yes, but also now, is, is like this inventiveness something that characterizes your imagination as well as your writing? I mean, what makes you want to improve on real life? I don't think it's at all a question of improving on real life. It's just a question of giving, telling a different story about real life. You know, in your definition of The Incredible, you said something about, I can't remember the exact phrase you used, but it was something about external to reality. Mm -hmm. um, and that's, I, I've never thought of my writing as external to reality in any way at all. I always think of it as absolute most direct approach I can take to reality. It's just that this is a story that we don't often hear, and so that when we, the story of the imagination, so when we encounter it, it feels exceptional to us, or it feels incredible, rather than just credible, which is actually what I'm trying to do. Um, and it's interesting, and something we can talk about is how different kinds of stories are granted different levels of credibility. You know, the kind of story that um, a journalist tells, or the kind of story that a um, religious figure tells, or the mm -hmm. kind of story that a psychoanalyst, or an economist, or a mathematician, or a physicist tells, as compared to the kind of story that a writer tells. Um, you know, a lot of these terms have, kind of have been hijacked or perverted, like 
reality or fiction or nonfiction, um, journalism, poetry, you know, it's not as if, it's not, you know, fiction isn't just the domain of fiction writers and journalism isn't just the domain of journalists. It's just a convenient way of describing what we do. Um, so, so when I write, it's not that I think, you know, like applying the imagination to, to the kind of description that a physicist or journalist might give as a way of improving on it. I think of it as just equally true. Um, it's just a kind of story that we don't have so much access to in our daily lives. Um, really, except for art, we don't have any access to it. Art and our dreams, maybe. Um, and, so, and so that's why I think we've come to call it incredible. Um, George, when thinking about your stories as, a, as opposed to, to Jonathan's, it, it seems that in many of your stories, characters...